so is this I, I was trying to remember did we do one of these for season three or is this our first discovery special was i not caught uh, up in time for season three this is our yeah this is our first uh official discovery special i think we did i think actually if you go back in the archives i'm going to look up and see which episode it is one of them where we barely talked about the actual episode we basically did like a belated season three discovery special because the episode itself was just not uh very good okay. and um and not really not a lot to talk about uh yeah it was the so it's episode 68 we uh f- um which is uh fascination and we did the little which, which was the ds9 episode where where uh, Luxana has okay. space menopause, yeah. So then we um, we talked about because uh, that was when I like had a, just finished season three, so I kind of gave yeah. like quick and dirty review. Okay, yeah. And so we did we we did that, and then we we did our little Discovery season three mini special, and also I think that was the episode where we talked about for a while about about Space Jam. Uh, so that that was episode that really the wasn't. Same one? Uh, no, that one was a. That was an actual discovery episode, I think, because that was one of the ones we did like oh, was it? when we were recording together. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the perils of me writing the episode descriptions uh, long after we've recorded the episodes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so this is our first normal. This is our first uh, normal uh, discovery special, and um, uh, before actually before we get into the special itself, I wanted to just say too. We're going to have another special coming up here pretty quickly, probably, right? Because we got uh, um, Picard Season 2 is is currently is running. Running right now, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, sort I of think... weirdly overlapping their shows now. Yeah, and th- and actually, yeah, so... The, um, so and that, then they just dropped a over... teaser for Strange New Worlds. Which I haven't... Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but... Um... <laughs> well, I, I, I have bad news for you, Ryan. <laughs> what? what? Uh, it... The teaser may focus heavily on the degree of trauma Pike has undergone that he has to come oh, back from. Gosh. Okay, we can't we can't talk about this yet. We can't talk about okay, this. Okay, sorry. Uh, I, I, just just a, a couple of like because this episode is coming out a week after we're uh, recording it instead of mm-hmm. the usual two months. Um, yeah, so we've got uh, Picard is running right now, and that'll be over in early May. So we'll try to get a special out. We'll have to talk, we you and I have to talk off off air about when we're going to record that, but yeah. it's going to be over in early May. And then, um, uh, uh, they, yeah, they also announced rec- recently that, or I guess Jerry Ryan said on Twitter that they're, they've wrapped on season three and that's also going to be the final season of the show that apparently it was always, hmm. always, always planned as like a three season arc, which is strange because I have watched the first two episodes of Picard and, um, like it doesn't really seem like, there's a lot of uh, carryover from season one to season two, other than like the characters. Are the like same, it's not part of it. Like, yeah, you're not like oh, you're dealing with. Yeah, you're not like dealing with the consequences of season one really hmm. in any way. But um, and then they also, uh, you know, uh, season two of Strange New World has also been approved, and they actually just cast. I don't remember the actor's name, but they just cast a Kirk to appear in uh, season two of Strange New Worlds really? as like someone who's going to be working under. Pike, which is very odd. I don't know. That's yeah. I I mean, like strangely, like I I feel even a little bit weirder about that than I do about them casting Spock, Spock. like recasting Spock. Yeah, because like Spock, we know from just like canon was was working for right was like Pike on the ship. Know? Yeah, yeah, and 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 I, and and I think canonically, actually, uh, Kirk 
you know, to to the to the extent that we knew anything at all, Kirk wasn't working for Pike. Yeah, I thought uh, they've like mentioned stuff Pike. that he like took over after, or maybe like there was even someone between them, or just that he took over after Pike. But yeah, I don't think he was. They they like, certainly like a haven't confirmed that he was the that there. Yeah. Now, obviously, in the Kelvin timeline, he knows he's yeah. Pike and he are, are buds. But well, and but, they've also uh, announced they're making another one of those movies too, right? Yes, that's true. Yeah, we forgot to talk about that. Yeah, the, so. Uh, Yep, they're they're making another one of those, which is like, I think pretty exciting personally. You know, like I don't, I don't love those the first two, but I think Beyond is pretty fun, and I think it's a good cast. And uh, yeah. I think to me, it's all about like who's directing it. You know, because like Abrams is the one who announced it, and it's like if Abrams is directing it again, then I'm significantly less interested. But like, <laughs> if or or if like the people who wrote the first two movies, I mean, I'd be them, willing like, to. I, I'd be willing to let Abrams do it as long as they go back to the 70s and save the whales. That's the only thing I'll give sure. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if they have, like, Peg writing the screenplay again or, you know, I, I'm not, I don't think they need Justin Lin, but, like, I thought that Justin Lin did a good job with mm-hmm. Beyond, like, then I'm, I'm significantly more excited. So, yep, lots of Star Trek news as always, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be... We have, we have quite a few specials to, to, to attend to later on in the year. Yeah. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Out of Contracts, a show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. And today, you know, we usually watch uh, just a random episode, but um, today it's actually, we're doing a special. We're doing a special on... Uh, Star Trek Discovery season four. We're discover- we're we're recording this uh, a few days after the last episode of season four ended mm-hmm. or aired, and um, it'll come out like a week later, so it doesn't it doesn't conflict with our regularly scheduled episode that that uh, aired on this last Sunday. Um, but yeah, this is a, as Brady was mentioning. This is our very first one that we've done uh, on Discovery because. Uh, we just not, not both of us had not been caught up to Discovery uh, in previous years of doing the podcast, and so this is the first time that we both had watched uh, yeah. the season as it came out. Um, so we decided this would be a good a good time to do to do a special. So um, I guess I will give you like a little warning, like if you don't want to hear us say not good things about, I, I think we might we we probably will both have like. You know some good things to say, but I think if you if you really love uh, Discovery, this might not be the most fun hang for you. Um, Which you might uh, have gathered from any other Discovery themed episodes we've done so far. Yeah, if you've ever listened to us talk about a Discovery show, and you know we've only talked about season one. Yeah, on the so show this so is far. this is definitely like I'm gonna, we're going to have more positive things to say than we have ever about Discovery before. So that's something. Uh, in some yeah, in some ways, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Not our favorite Star Trek show, I'll say. I'll say that. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're going to dive into it and um, and talk about just kind of whatever comes up. Uh, this episode is going to run a little bit quicker after than our usual ones do. So if you hear a little bit more ums and ahs and pauses, that's that's why it's a it's a quicker turnaround editing job. But um, so uh, let's talk about before we kind of like get into like the individual like bits, and we can kind of like hit on the bits as we go. But yeah. Why don't you kind of give like an overall like synopsis of um, of the season? And I, I, yeah. honestly, I think this will be the easiest season ever to do that. To for. actually, well, so I was thinking about or that. or season one, I guess. But like, yeah, I, I was thinking season about two that. And, three, and it's kind of go off the rails, you know? Right. Um, yeah, and because I think the overall story is like pretty well, like has a pretty good direction. 
Um, although I was thinking about it, trying to remember, because it did have a bit of a... I think it had a gap in production, but there was also just a gap in me watching it. I was trying to remember what happened in the first half of it. Um, because So basically, the, the season starts with uh, uh, Booker, who is... I don't know how much backstory you need to give on like what happened in season two and three. So Discovery is in the far future. Um, the there's a new character that's been added to the show named Cleveland Booker, who's uh, like a sort of a courier kind of mercenary type guy. He has his own ship, but he's still on Discovery, and he's Michael's love interest. And the season starts with his planet. Actually, one, of, one of the better characters. In yeah, the no, show, he's. I, I I really like him a lot. Um, I'm a fan. Um, but the season starts with his planet being destroyed by some gravitational anomaly, like sort of like a black hole, but not exactly that like moves through space and kind of came out of nowhere. And it's sort of, sort of a nexus, if you will, except for that. It, sure. Except for that it, it destroys things instead of, uh, you know, putting you in the woods where you can chop wood all day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it starts with that. And then, Things happen for several episodes that I don't remember, and essentially what they discover is that it's not just a, like, kind of weird spatial anomaly, it's actually a, like, there's a device that was created that's that's causing it, that's being moved through the universe, and they end up finding out that it was, it or- originates from outside of our galaxy, and so Discovery has to travel outside of our galaxy to kind of find the the race that sent it to us and make contact with them and try to persuade them to stop moving this thing through and destroying planets. And it's kind of getting closer and closer to other planets and by the end is sort of about to hit Earth. And that's kind of the sort of the dramatic tension and like the ticking clock. Um, mm-hmm. But meanwhile, there is at some point introduced this other guy named Tarka, who's this kind of super genius who says that he has a plan to instead like basically blow up a bomb to destroy this, this thing. And then he convinces Booker to help him with that because Booker is, um, you know, dealing with like the loss of his world and like wants to kind of have revenge on this thing, but also like prevent it from, hurting any other worlds and so he's like well we have to act faster we can't rely on some like diplomatic mission but it turns out that he actually just wants to take the power source from this thing to fuel (laughs) we we made it sound like this is going to be an easy easy plot to describe but yeah to fuel like a transporter because he he grew up as essentially a slave and like was in this kind of forced labor camp with this other person and they became like incredibly close and then they were separated and sort of promised each other that they would design these transporters to go to an alternate universe where they could finally be together again. And that's kind of like the only thing that really drives him or that he cares about is kind of keeping this promise that he made to his friend because he can't bear to like the idea of like losing his this friend that he was incredibly close to. Well, I think they were in love. I think, I think that's like the implication is that they're, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think there was yeah. like a, yeah. Turn into love. Yeah. Cause I guess they're like holding each other. Like when they fall asleep together and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
and so yeah and and it, he says that like you know it was basically like he's he's a very kind of distant like he's very smart but very just rude to everyone and like doesn't get close and so he's he says that like this is the only person that he ever like let himself open up to or like get close to and it's kind of like his whole world and like the only thing he wants to do is get back together with this friend of his and then so then it kind of climaxes as like they also go to the outside of the galaxy and so they're basically trying to destroy this thing while Discovery is trying to negotiate with uh, this alien race that they call the 10C. Um, and so they like are trying to like learn their language and communicate because they're so sort of further evolved than us that like we don't have kind of similar language patterns at all. And then they end up basically... Dis- uh, they, Discovery they work and, it out. <laughs> what's that? They work it out. They yeah, work they work it out. out. Discovery ends up like convincing these people or these these aliens to stop the thing, but they also have to stop Booker and Tarka from destroying the the sort of power source, and so they have to destroy Booker's ship. And they think that Booker died in that, and then the aliens end up kind of magically bringing him back at the end. I um, hated that. By the way. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about it, but. Um, and then they, you know, get sent through a wormhole back to Earth because, and kind of everyone kind of, you know, stands on the bridge of the ship and, and celebrates about what a great job we did saving the whole world. Um, yeah. So and it is actually, you... I, I don't know. I did a bad job of describing it, but I, I did find it a fairly compelling story. And I think I was, I think, uh, again, we'll get to it. I think I was more okay with the finale than you were, but. Well, okay, so the, um, a couple things. First of all, you kind of said like, well, there's, you know, there's a the anomaly that destroys the planet, and then some stuff happens, and then the end happens. And, and like the 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 reason why like this the end some stuff happens part three. I think the reason why you couldn't really remember is because for the first half of the season, because it was split into two parts, and then like there was a little hiatus. Yeah, because it started in like of, November, so. Yeah, and then they yeah they took a break for for like the 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 second five episodes of Prodigy season one, um, and so the uh, the the first most of the first half of half of this of the show after like the initial kind of like the anomaly takes out Quajon, which is uh, Booker's planet, mm-hmm. um, is they would they would kind of like make a little bit of progress on just like figuring out what the anomaly like they're just is. trying to figure out what it was yeah and then and then they would do regular uh episodes of the week and so so like as i would say like some much more successfully than others so like you have the stuff like you have the one where there is like a rogue vulcan cia agent who is oh i forgot about that with her mom yeah Yeah, i completely forgot that happened in this season (laughs) yeah who's like trying to save like these this like species of alien yeah and then her mom was cool that was interesting i thought or you have like the one that one episode's okay. I think you have the one that I, I think is pretty good where they have to evacuate this prison planet from mm-hmm. uh, from the DMA. Um, you have one that I did not like at all, which I'm sure we'll talk about more, which is the one where Tilly has to go teach these kids how <laughs> yep. to like survive on an ice planet. That episode sucks. Um, the uh, Which one is the one where they have to like strip all of the... Oh, you're, you're breaking up on me a little plating bit. Plating off of the ship. What's that? Which one was the oh, so one where they have to like strip? Did I? You still there? Okay, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Say it again now. You broke up for a second, okay. but I, let's say it again. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just going to ask, which, which one was the one where, I think it's where they actually like go inside the DMA, the one where they have to like strip all of the plating off of the ship and like... Oh, Yeah. I thought that one was uh, really good. That one, like, very much, I think, felt more like a Star Trek episode than, like, anything else Discovery's done. And, like, visually was really cool. Um, so, that that episode, I think, is a perfect encapsulation of, like, the way that I felt about the show this year, which is that, in fact, we, we talked about this in a recently aired episode where I said that, like, at certain points, I think I've actually disliked this sh- this season of the show more than any other season. Now, uh, in, in the final... Reckoning, I would not say that. I would still say season one is the worst. But, like, to me, I think as I texted you the other day, like, I have never remained more interested in, like, the final denouement of, like, how the show is going to end. Because, like, all the other, especially seasons two and three, like, they kind of start out interestingly. And then by the time that you get done to the end of them, you're like, what was even happening? Because, like, there's been so many, like, kind of unnecessary twists and turns. And this this mm-hmm. this season didn't really have that. But then I have never been least less invested in the characters and so i would say like and uh like i would say that episode is a perfect example of that because i i you're right like when they go into dma and they have to take all the shielding off of the of the show and they and they and they actually they hide everybody in in the warp field to escape in the transporter buffer yeah they like start to beam them somewhere and then yeah and, and like that's and I I was I was watching that with Kim and, and I was like this is really interesting and then they're also like oh by the way the computer is alive and she has anxiety <laughs> and I was just like no this is not good like this is bad like the 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 like there's like <clears throat> I think we should just talk about it like the like uh, this show is so this season of the show in particular is obsessed with trauma plots like to like to the point where it seems like a joke like they're like they're the amount of times where just like like every character has like a tragic backstory that they have to reference it seems like they're contractually required to reference it like every 10 minutes you know like that they're either that they you know that their dad was abusive or or just that they're having a lot of mental health issues right at this moment you know like like i just had to laugh like I, I shotgunned like the last three episodes of the show in the last few days and like just the amount of times where just like uh, somebody asks Culber, who is again like one of the better characters on the show, someone asks Culber how he's doing and he's like, I don't know, man, I'm just barely holding it together. And it's just like, you, we get it. Like it's, it's, it's like stressful, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, the, you know, I, I'm not saying that I don't want like a s- displays of emotion on a Star Trek show, but like. Yeah, and that's I think we're also the not main saying thing like I it's want. like that's not I want this yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things I think we also have to be really careful when we talk about because I don't want to like discount the existence of any of those things or say that like it shouldn't be shown or that like that yeah, like trauma is a very real thing that like ha- like happens to tons of people and like very seriously affects those people's lives and it's like for a lot of people like a ton of work just to like continue moving forward in that um and like anxiety is real like all these things are real things and like and i think like should be given a voice in media but yeah i think it's the it just got excessive with the show that it was like the only character beat they could come up with for every character was to just like give them some tragic backstory of or just have them be like i have mental health 
issues. Which, and again, that's like I think you, you and I, I think both have talked about this. Like, not necessarily on the show, but like we've both like struggled with anxiety and depression. Like, it's, so it's not like it's a foreign concept to us, or that we're not sympathetic to it. But it's just like that was the only thing in their arsenal, and they yeah, like there, there should to, be more than one way to make an interesting character than just saying like when I was a child or like I was traumatized by like traveling through time. Um, the the one that really got me in the final goings was so uh, basically like they figure out that species 10C communicates through a combination of light patterns and dust and the dust is like pheromones. It's pheromones, yeah. And so there's... and then they like shine light patterns that show like different parts of the of the like chemical it's like, it's like math like molecule yeah that then like they end up doing math with it and I think it's. I, I thought the interesting thing with this is that I th- I'm pretty sure what they were trying to go for was that, like, that may or may not be how they actually communicate with each other. It's just, like, like right. they were trying to, like, find a way to dumb down their language enough that we could understand it. And, like, right. that was kind of right. the best thing they came up with. Is like, what if we show you a molecule and then, like, point at different things on it? And, like, can you figure out math from that? And then, mm-hmm. like, go from there. And... and- but so, like, the, the, when they first are figuring out, like, what the dust is for, like, they they, they accidentally, like, walk into a bunch of f- fear dust. And so three of the people who are on this away mission get all afraid. And then the other one, who is... Um, uh, I think it's Detmer, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, Detmer. Another one of my favorite characters on the show. She, Detmer's great, uh, yeah. Yeah, sh- she didn't step in the fear dust, and so she's not afraid. But then later on, they go to, like, a nursery, and they touch some love dust, some, like, security dust. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not really making fun of this, because, like, I actually, you know, I think this is, like, a totally fair game for, like, what, what they're doing. But, like, they touch this, they touch this like, sec- you know, safe love yeah, emo- security Yeah, like, this dust. kind of feeling of, like, peace and serenity yeah. in that, yeah. And they're all, like, they're all, like, oh, like, this feels so good, this feels so safe, and then Demer starts crying, and um, uh, Michael's like, what's wrong? And she's like, it's just, I've never felt this way before. And she kind of says, like, my dad, and then just breaks off. <laughs> I'm just like, we get it. Like, you you have a dad. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's too much. It's like, it, it's like everybody, you know, like, uh, obviously, like, Michael's, Michael and Saru, like, their tragic backstories have been well established. We find out that, like, Alusa Akun uh, uh, is, you know, has, like, a tragic backstory in this one. Yeah, so she had something. Uh, so does so does Tilly has, like, an, a, a, you know, a, a complicated relationship with her mom. You know, uh, D-Non, the most underused main cast member in Star Trek history, comes back for an episode just to be like, I tried to work out with my family and they said that they didn't want to see me or, you know, like, like, yeah. like you know, like, it, it's... It, it's it, you know like they're uh, Culber obviously is having like PTSD like the whole entire season. Uh, yeah. The you know the which again like by itself like would be fair like the guy died for a while. Yes. But yeah, like it, any of these things yeah, taken like, in isolation are totally fine. You know, but like it's that's the whole that's like the only character development really. Um, you know, like th- there's that that's the also just like both of the trans characters, especially. Um, Adira, who stays on the ship, they are, uh, or she's, they're, they're non-binary, uh, but like, um, you know, they're just, their whole thing is just having anxiety and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just, 
I guess like like the one the one like the what the two things I could think of that are not that are one that uh that Saru falls in love with the Vulcan, which I kind of like. That's really. That. Nice. I thought um, that was well done and very nice. I mean, also I think and then, Sir, like Doug Jones is just great. So, I, yeah, I like everything that they let him do. And then, and then Tilly uh, decides that she wants to like have a different job, uh, and so she ends up like working at Starfleet Academy. Yeah. Although we don't really see that. But I was even a little that, curious about because, like, I think that's kind of the most obvious one, but I was a little. And I don't know if there is some story behind, like, basically, like, kind of different characters would just get written off for, like, chunks of the show. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't was, know what that's all about. Like, that, like they're, the whole kind of second half, like, Tilly wasn't in until the finale. And, like, was Mary Wiseman doing something else? Or was it, like, was the cast just getting so big that they could only have, like, a certain number of them per episode? Or, I'm you know, because then, like, Grey goes away for a while... Um, I'm gonna look end. up memory, on memory alpha while we're talking because I yeah. I did at the time when they when they announced this was happening I l- tried to figure it out and I could not figure out like why this was why that happened yeah because like, I feel like sometimes that happens because like you know like the actors doing a movie or doing another show or something um, yeah but yeah um uh, but yeah I I I'm looking at like the production and I. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what was going yeah. on with that. Because um, I, I, I did look it up at the time, and I could not figure it out. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she goes. And, and, and even that, it's kind of like, I don't know. It, 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 the, I think the reason why I don't like that is that, like, the way that that... Because this is the other thing. I think this is, this is the other thing that, that, that bothers me. But I think the, 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 the other key piece of, like... Um, of like the trauma plot and anxiety stuff that is, I think rubbing both of us the wrong way is that like it, the way that it is treated as like, um, like the primacy it's given as like a thing, the thing that needs to be prioritized above all else. And also like how, how like important these characters, individual journeys are over like the collective, I guess for lack of a better term, like, like Star Trek is not normally like a super, uh, individualistic show, you know, like it's more of a mm-hmm. socialistic or like collectivist thing, and uh, I think I think again, like again, a, a, a real emblematic like example of what I'm talking about is that that episode where Tilly decides that she's going to stop working on Discovery and go work for Starfleet Academy because she kind of volunteers to like help out these Starfleet cadets, and then they crash on an ice planet, and one of them dies, and they kind of all have like a very traumatic experience where they where they crash and they get chased by like this monster and then they, they yeah and they all have the rest to work them, together and use their individual skills and yeah yeah and then all all the rest all the rest of them make it out and then Tilly meets up with Michael like right after this has happened and they're kind of like joking around a little bit about what happened and like and, and kind of talking about how this is like part of Tilly's journey and it's like you're you're saying that like you you Tilly is making herself the main character of like this thing where like a, a person died and it's and it yeah like, oh, I you think know, it's that's still a part the, of my life I and, think that is the the dissonance is that like the trauma is not treated as much as like an event that like a thing that happened and has consequences outside of just like a like like it's it's more like yeah it it, it almost like takes 
takes weight away from like an important thing happening because it's only treated by like what it means for like this character development. Well, you sent me uh, an article that kind of that is not about this, but like you sent me an article recently, and I'll, I'll share it in the um, in the episode description because it was really good. But um, it's a New Yorker article. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. Um, uh, yeah, the case the against the trauma plot. It's it's yeah, it's called the case against the trauma plot. And in that article, um, they kind of talk about how like one of the problems with the trauma plot as like a as a narrative conceit and just like kind of the the bigger focus on it societally like you know obviously it's good that like we're treating mental health but also like the an issue of it is that like it elevates trauma as like a thing that really can't be like worked past it can only be sat with and also like you know it's it's centered to the point where it almost becomes like a valuable possession where it's like, it's like a signifier or like a, a sign of like credibility or things like that. And so, and I really, it really did, the article really spoke to me at like, as to like what kind of my underlying issues with this season are, which is that it just like, it, it treats this, it, it treats like trauma as like cachet in a way that I found really uh, distasteful. Um, if that makes sense. That someone like isn't a legitimate character unless they've like gone through something terrible. Yeah. Yep. And this is far from like the only, this is far from the only uh, thing where this, where this far, Stargate is far from the only media that does this. Like, uh, you know, I just, I let, last night I watched um, the new movie, The Outfit, which is like this little 50s crime thriller that all takes place in like one location. And I liked it quite a bit, but there's like the scene where Mark Lyons, the main character is like, I had a wife and daughter and they died in a fire and, and, and like, that's why I'm sad. And I'm just like, this doesn't have anything to do with this movie. Like, you know, you don't need to do this. Like, um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, have we, I was trying to remember if we talked about Poirot's mustache on the air or just like, no, we didn't. I don't think we talked about it on, I don't think we talked about it on the air. No. Um, yeah. Cause you, you said that you looked, you, you saw this article because, of the what happens in Death on the Nile, right? Yeah, in there was like a different Nile. article about that that kind of talked about more specifically in that, but then they like referenced this article as like kind of more description of what the trauma plot is. Um, I, yeah, I mean, like the the so in the Death of the Nile movie, uh, they invent what like an origin story for uh, Detective uh, Hercule Poirot's uh, mustache, which is that like. He got it in the war to cover up his traumatic facial scars, and he got it like because he was honoring his general, who he feels like he let die, who also had a mustache like that. Yeah, but then like <laughs> someone else like, dies too, right? Like then like the woman he loves like also gets blown up. Yeah, or, yeah, she also dies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and she's the one who suggested that he get a mustache, and so like it's like a double trauma mustache, and it's like. That's such a misguided. I mean, that's so much worse than anything in Discovery. Like, like that's such a misguided thing of like the both of those movies. I think like fundamentally, both of the of the Kenneth Branagh Poirot movies. Like, I think fundamentally misunderstand like what is interesting and fun about those books, which is that they're fun books to read. Like, they're they're about like just kind of this cool dude who is like fat and likes to eat and solve crimes, and yeah. he's just kind of like friendly and and like funny. and just like interested in people and. Yeah, and then yeah, and then in 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 the movies, he's just like this sad man who has a dead wife who and and has, uh, you know, 
OCD or something. Now, again, not that there's anything wrong with having OCD, but like they're, the movie is like, oh, look at this tragic figure. And it's like, he's not a tragic figure. He's like a chill dude. Like, And, and the movies would be better if they didn't have like this added pathos to them, you know? But um, anyway, yeah, it's... I don't know. I feel like we should probably stop talking about this element of the yeah. show because I think we've we've covered it. But like, it yeah. it really is like the reason we spent so much time on it is that it really it's it's a ceaseless drumbeat. Like the uh, you know I listened to the Blank Check podcast, which is like a movie podcast, and one of the one of the hosts of that show is a big Star Trek fan, and they just kind of mentioned they were talking about. Or it, I don't think it was a recent episode, but I was listening to an old episode, and they were talking about uh, Star Trek and kind of had someone one of them asked him if he was watching the new stuff and he said that he had started to watch um he started to watch discovery and he stopped in season two or three and he's like everyone was just crying all the time and he and in the way he was like it's, it's the same way i feel about it he's like not that there's anything wrong with people crying on star trek but he's just like that was just that was just all they were doing they were just crying all the time and that's i'm like yeah that's that's a pretty like that's a more succinct way to say I think what we're talking about like it's just like yeah it's it's like their only trick in the bag it feels like well their only trick I think that and then I think the other thing that really bugged me about this season was that that's their one trick in the bag and then their other trick in the bag is just for back of a better word like really weedeny snark dialogue that is not good like like <laughs> i you know i, I recently rewatched all the uh marvel movies because my kids had not seen them and they wanted to watch them with me okay and you know obviously joss whedon a uh, bad person i think you know it, it, in yeah the, it seems to have been established by now yeah in in like the you know now we can look back and see that you know but you know i'll say like watching watching uh the first the, you know the two avengers movies that he wrote like pretty good at writing that dialogue still you know like like it's not always great and there i think are better ways to write dialogue than the way he does it but like i think both of those movies still work pretty well for me and i think the dialogue generally speaking works and then you see like that those that the, the, those movies really set the template for like what uh the other movies are trying to aspire to in terms of tone and yeah not everybody can do that well. Can like sometimes write that it comes, same, yeah. It, yeah, it comes off like pretty bad, and I, that's definitely. I felt that big time watching. I don't know how you felt like about about that stuff, but like, especially some of the stuff that, and I think also it's like, it's an actor thing too, where like not everybody can can deliver that dialogue either. So like, I I think like, I don't want to like really focus too much on this one person, but like I I did not I I thought that. I don't. I. I. I'm not even trying to necessarily impugn them as an actor generally, but I just really think that like that's really all they gave Blue DeBario to say, and yeah, uh, the, the character voice Adira, and like it's just it's just rough, and and, and again, I. I can't. I'm not going to necessarily. Yeah, that even, they like, just have to do the just kind of li- little like head thing, and then like say something. Yeah, quippy. and it's just. It, yeah, it's 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 so bad though. Like, like throw like, some it, shade on someone or another. Yeah, like yeah. the the and, and and again, it's like it's like it's not good dialogue. And also, I think there's a time and a place for that stuff. And I just don't generally think that like that's the tone that really works for Star Trek. You know, like like yeah. going back to the, to the dust episode. But but I do agree that like for some people, because I feel like 
like Tignataro also mostly has like snarky dialogue, but I feel like she pulls it off in a way that I like. Maybe yeah. I just really like Tignataro and like wish there was more Tignataro in most things, but but like Jet yeah. Reno is great just anytime she's on screen. Yeah, I do uh, think that's like a pure uh, performance thing because like I, sometimes I listen to some of the stuff she's saying, I'm like that's kind of stupid, but like I just kind of buy that character, you know, and so. Yeah. Like there's I, uh, there's something in that I can't remember because she's in like the last couple episodes quite a bit and there's a couple lines she has in the last couple episodes where I'm like that's not. She great, does lay like, it on a little thick like when she's on bookship. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. But like yeah like but like Blue Debario it's like I I again I I don't I I I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk this up more to the writing and the performance because yeah like uh, there's in the dust episode in particular like like there's a couple times where I was watching these where I kind of like texted you. Um, the like, like out of frustration, like when something was happening, mm-hmm. and I texted you at one point. I texted you, like just a crew full of Elizabeth Warren voters is what I texted you yep. because, and it was right after it was right after um, uh, the it's in the dust episode when um, uh, uh, Adira goes up to Detmer and says something along the lines of like, oh, someone told me about the the dust, the, the motion dust. And then they kind of like put their heads up, their hands up to their head and kind of like make a boom motion. And they make a, like a sound like it's like, a, like their mind is being blown. Uh-huh. And, they're, and then they're like game changer. And it's like, what is that? Like, that's like, that's terrible. Like, I mean, I think uh, that scene's supposed to be like them being awkward. Cause, cause like that's a I don't know. little like subplot. And that one is that they're like real impressed by Detmer and like wish that she would be their friend. And, like you're just kind of like awkward. I, I think I think the thing is that like, and I think I think Ludobario is someone that like is not as like that like looks younger than they are, and so is like cast as this like precocious child essentially. And so I think is having to like play more. Like I think is the character is is supposed to be like younger than everyone else and awkward and yeah. that um, that. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't. It does not work for me. I'll say that. I, I, and I think there's a way to. I mean, like that's the thing is. Like, I, I think there's a way to like get that across without me wanting to like gouge my eyes out. You know, like like it's. Sure. it's I think you can. You can. Uh, better writing would be able to like convey that this person feels awkward and uncomfortable without me being like, this is this sucks. Um, and, and, and you know, going back to my, my comment about Elizabeth Warren voters, like I'm, I'm not really making a political judgment. Although I think that you could, I, I, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but I also think that like another problem with another kind of like more um, subversive problem with, uh, with the, uh, with Discovery as a whole, and I, honestly, kind of with, with new Star Trek, with like Paramount Plus era Star Trek as a whole is that it is kind of like in this this kind of like uh Elizabeth Warren slash uh Stacey Abrams you know to like to to just call out someone who <laughs> is like wanna, a, yeah. a, who has a cameo in this season like in like this this vein of like uh progressive like progressive identitarian politics where it's like I, I'm not saying that like I I think that stuff doesn't matter like I think it's important but like in it's it's like that where like that becomes like it becomes almost like this cultural signifier thing where you're you're making sure that you have all this stuff, like everyone's making sure everyone's like pronouns and identities and stuff are all like exactly correctly referenced, 
again, I want to do that stuff, but like where that becomes like the primary and like only way to like espouse progressive politics. Whereas like you go back and look at like, and yeah, and, and becomes a way to like gatekeep and like sort of like shut down or like other people, like keep other people out of just like, Oh, well you didn't do it perfectly the first time. So like, yeah, okay, or just, boomer. just, yeah, or, but like, just like where that becomes, again, like kind of going back, it, it kind of ties in with the trauma stuff where like it becomes like this, it's, it's, it's this fiercely like kind of individualistic, almost like identitarian way of like describing this stuff. And then you, you know, despite Michael's like little collective, collectivism like speech at the end of the a series, like you go, you, of the season, you go back and you look at like, especially Deep Space Nine, but like even the other shows, uh, even like TNG and, and Voyager where like they are like this much more kind of like focused on like collective socialist, uh, you know, redistributionist goals, you know, like where mm. like it's it's to me like a much more like cogent vision of of like what a good future looks like. And um, not, you know, I think that like the, a good vision of the future also includes respect for other people's identities. I'm not saying that at all, but like, again, like you're right. It becomes like this weird kind of like of a code of like, this needs to be done in a certain way. And like, once you've done this in a certain way, you're good. You know, like, yeah, it, then it's you're like, one, you're... It, it's, it's like the, it's like, you know, I, I think was it, was it the R- REI um, just recently that was like trying to block union stuff. And like, they had a little podcast where like they were talking about like how unions are bad, but like they started out with like the people on the call, like being like, these are my pronouns and I'm, I'm broadcasting this from native land and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's like the corporatization of like this woke culture basically, mm-hmm. where I, I think like being woke is good, but like, if that's, if that's kind of like your only metric for success, like that's going to, to go around. Yeah. And that it's and, more about like actually holding the values behind it and not just the like, knowing the right code words to say exactly and and so again i you know i do think that there is like a larger critique you can make of that but i'm i when i'm saying like let's report or i'm kind of like talking about like this this thing of like it, it does feel like uh it's all snarky it's all like kind of yes queen you know girl boss you do it you know like like again like you know going back to the marvel stuff it's it's very much like it it feels at times like the ending of like shang chi uh, where um, we're supposed to be like, what a girl boss about Shang-Chi's sister who is like finally gotten out of the thumb of her father so she can dot, 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 start a criminal empire. <laughs> but it's like a book <laughs> run by a woman this time. So it's good, you know, like, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, just have a lot of like, yeah, the, 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 I think that like the, the premise of it is solid. There's some like good Star Trekky stuff in it. I think there's some good performances in it. I, we've talked about like, I like Doug Jones. I like, um, what is the name of the actor who plays, uh, who plays book? Um, David Ajala or Ayala. Yeah, David, I don't know if it's Ajala yeah. or Ayala, but. And he, I, I, I like him, although I, I think that like he's, he's kind of poorly served by the season because I think they kind of. Yeah make him into a bad guy kind of. And then, and then they, yeah. I, I also think they kind of, I think it's such a cop out that he lives at the end, like where they, and I was pretty sure he was going to. I I know at the time I was just like the, the aliens are going to do some alien thing and bring it back. But like, yeah, but, but it's just like, don't do that then. Like if, if you're going to, if you're going to have him live, just have him, just have like, him actually. Yeah. It, it like, is kind of a, I, I do get annoyed whenever shows do that. Like 
it is literally having your cake and eating it too. Where it's yeah. just like we want the emotional impact of him dying, but we also don't want to not have him on the show. So then, like, we bring him back several minutes later, right? Like they did well, it with you, the card. Have you too. seen? Um, have you seen? Have you seen Rise of Skywalker yet? Um, no, I haven't. Okay, well, it's very, it's very, very similar to something that happens with a certain character. Um, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about, listener. But um, yeah, it's, it reminds me very, very much of something that happens to like a certain character on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Rise of Skywalker, and it's it's just as dumb, I think. But like, yeah, it's like I, I like I like he does a good job. I think Doug Jones does a good job. I think um, I like Tig Tig Notaro a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like Wilson Cruz a lot. You know, um, yeah. I, I, I like and we we always talk about this. Like we always we like we always like like a lot of the um, the kind of more ancillary characters. Like we really like Detmer Emily Emily Coots. I think is her name. We like um, uh, um yeah. Whose name is Oyen Alideo, I believe is how you say her name. I'm not, I'm probably screwed that up. I apologize. Uh, I actually liked, I really like um, uh, Odin Fair as uh, Admiral Vance. Yeah. And what did you think I, of the president? I liked her a lot too. Like, at the beginning, one of the things I liked about this, I liked that there were a couple times where like it kind of seemed the show was going to be like, what if there's something else that's going on with her? And then like, yeah, yeah, she's like, I no, agree. she's just nice. I, yeah, <laughs> I was she's like, just, I like she's that. Just, like, just trying to be a good president. Um, yeah, I thought her, she was really What's good. her name again? What's is what's uh what is the actor? Um, what's the character? What's the, the character president is President Rillick, I think. Where oh, she's she's not listed on the. Uh, yeah, I guess she's not discovery. a like main cast member. She's on the show quite a bit, though. Um, yeah, I feel like she's in. I'm gonna look at the actress name because I think she does a good job. Um, uh, let me see. But I, that's and and that, there's like some cool like world building stuff too because it's like one I, I like you know they revealed this in the third season but I thought it was cool that like basically Spock has successfully reunited uh, Vulcan and and yeah and they like and live Rimus together and, on one planet now and yeah and, and I liked that you know they they that um, the president who again I can't. Rillick, yeah. Uh, Rillick, li- I, I want to I find her name. Though. Lyra Rillick. It's R-I-L-L-A-K. But what's the actor's name? The actor I wanna, is Chela uh, Horstall. Okay, so yeah, she does a good job. But yeah, so President Rillick, like, you kind of find out late, partially late, partially through the show that, like, she is part uh, part Bajoran and part uh, Cardassian. And, and part so, human. And, I think she's Bajoran, Cardassian, yeah. and human. Yeah, it's so, like there's a cool like there's you know kind of again kind of like a showing that like this this some of this stuff like ended up working out you know yeah and and again like I think that like overall like they did a pretty good job of of um of like plotting out the season you know you know I, I will I will say that like maybe this is me being in my, one of my grumpier elements but like I I was watching like when they're trying to communicate with like the lights and the and the dust and stuff and I I was kind of being like this isn't as good as Darmok, but it is very re- reminiscent of Darmok, you know, like, but yeah. like also, you know, it's like, I think that's totally fair game for the show to like. Be yeah, I thought it was like an interesting know. thing to try. Like, that's always a tough thing to, I would imagine like writing a super intelligent race that communicates in a way that we don't understand has to be very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, although the, the communicating through, like when they're like, oh, it communicates through math. I was like, oh, there's another like little kind of Elizabeth Warren voter like signifier sure. of like math and like science being like and, and and it should be in a star trek show but like you know the, the, that kind of like uh you know it's it's real like 
I have a plan for that kind of yeah. vibes, you know. <laughs> Which again, I don't think there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but I just it was just something I noted. Um, I will but, say going uh, back to when um, when they were like bringing book back, um, I thought there was like a moment because they they like you know the the aliens are just like why is Michael so sad and she's like my the guy I love died and they're just like oh and then they kind of like this like beam of light comes down and this like glowing yeah. figure steps out and ends up being booked but there's like a brief moment where I was just like how hilarious would it be if they did that and then it like Tarka stepped out uh yeah or <laughs> I think you're gonna say it'd be funny if they did an Ash Tyler, oh, an Ash Tyler. <laughs> uh don't don't give him ideas um, no, he they're saving they're saving him still. They're saving him for the other show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much longer we should go, but uh one specific know, episode I was curious what you thought about. What did you think about the casino episode? Um I'm trying to remember. Uh that was I, I, I wanted to like that one more than I did actually, because like it, I felt I, I was I was like um I like the idea of everything that they did and I just didn't really feel like they quite got the execution right for me. Hmm. Like I was like I, I like the idea of them like playing cards for this and 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 um but like I just didn't really land that well for me and then but also that's just because I don't really I don't know. I, I again like I've said before, like I think that I've seen Nico Hartman Green and something else where I thought she was really good, but I just don't really care for the character of Michael Burnham very much. And, and, then, and then, then the other thing where it's just like the the Elusokun stuff, I was like, I want to love this. And it it just was, it, it felt so rote the way that they did that fight stuff where it was just like, what's the very most basic thing we could do? Which is just like, well, she gets... Hustle up. somebody? <laughs> Well, but the, but it's not really. They, she does. They don't hustle somebody like that. I, I mean, I, she just I, gets beat. I interpreted that as that basically they did. No, I don't think so. I think that. I think you that, think that she was she just, just actually just, like losing that whole time, and then just suddenly yeah, decided. She, well, yeah, because she because she gives her a little pep talk, and then she's like, okay, like you know, like it, it's. I, I think she's. Getting, oh, I thought like, that was all just like a show. Like, I I don't agree with that, but you okay, know, that's. I mean, they, that's uh, that could be a that, that was my thing like, with it is that like. I, I interpret that as, like, they hustled someone for the money and then, like, her and Book cheated at cards to knock the other two people out. Like, I was just like, it's it's a weird thing to have. Just, like, our heroes, like, cheat multiple times in a casino. But I mean, I think that's fine, honestly. Like, given, you know, where they are. Like, given the, the, the kind of people they're, like, uh, working against. But I also don't, I don't really think, I, don't, I, I, think, I think that, like, Elusokun got, like, actually beat up so, okay um per- personally um but yeah i don't know i mean i think that was i thought it was fine i i uh the, yeah the, the the stuff i liked again like i thought the overall plot was like pretty interesting um i like a lot of the actors like i said oh yeah i mean like we didn't talk about him really but like i like tarka i, th- I think uh, that actor does a good job as well um yeah and it I, it was definitely a, like an interesting thing to like like he definitely <laughs> in the last few episodes became the antagonist of the show, but like the show never really had a villain. Like he's probably, I guess the closest thing you got like by the end. Um, yeah, but they, you know, they tried very hard to make him like, you know, like he was, he was never doing this like out of a like intent to harm. It was just that he was kind of so single minded on his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, you know, like, kind of believed he was doing the right thing. Yeah, but, 
Yeah, um, yeah, but I think I think Sean Donald does a good job playing him. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, yeah, the, there's a lot of that stuff. I, I liked, I liked, yeah, and I liked some of like, the Star Trek stuff. I, I mean, like the I I did like the when they had to like kind of hide everybody in the pattern buffer, and um, you know, I liked the I liked the I liked the prison one where like the the. The, the, the there's that one person who doesn't want to leave and they ha- and like yeah I th- that was all like I, I feel like I remember like feeling this way about like about seasons two and three also is that like and probably even season one is that I generally like it when they go and do like an episode of Star Trek mm-hmm. um, which which they kind of usually will do in the first half of the show and then they'll kind of stop. And then I think the reason why this show had a little bit of a better plot for me is that even when they stopped doing that, I was still kind of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm still kind of into this, you know. Um, whereas, like, again, yeah, it's just like one of those things where it's like I could not tell you what happened in season two of Discovery at this point, like, like just because like I remember it, but I'm just like, yeah, yeah, there was like some anomalies, and then Spock was brainwashed or something, and then and then also. Uh, and then uh, the evil computer took over section thirty one. Yeah. And there's and there's a point where like uh um P- Pike goes to see like Ash Tyler's baby that's turned into an adult and then he sees like his future uh-huh. and then the aliens from that one episode of the original series are there. And, and, and yep. yeah. It just and then, like, like, kind of all over the, the place. The weird yeah. thing with that is that like the kind of most lasting sort of like effect through the rest of the show from that season was the what seemed at the time like a one-off episode where with like the sphere that has all this information. Cause that's yeah, the episode yeah. where they just like, they find the sphere and they're like, that's weird. And then Saru, I think that's the one where Saru like loses his ganglia. Uh-huh. And then they end up like getting all the data from the sphere, which is then like kind of a driving plot point for like why the computer is alive and various yeah. other things going forward. It's all this like spirit yeah, then- stuff that they keep talking about. Yeah, but the, you know, in, in those seasons, like that—that's—that's that's the season where, like, at the beginning, they go find that uh, that town from Earth that was like transported to a different planet. Oh, and, yeah. like And like that—that's that's a good episode. Fun. And like, and like in season three, you know, this is like kind of to do with like the main plot, but like it really, but this is like before there's any discovery people. It's just Michael. Like, there's like the thing where the where it ends with like that guy who has been working for Starfleet his whole life, but has never actually been, met anyone from Starfleet, like. It's kind of about his his story. It's by the end, and like that's really good too. Like, and in this season, yeah, like you have like some of the stuff at the beginning where it's like, oh, that's like kind of cool, and then, um, yeah, and I think like this this show this season did a little bit of a better job with like the overall plot like taking over, and I, I actually think a large a large part of that is because like Sean Doyle is a good actor and he is kind of like selling it a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, apparently, according to um, Memory Alpha, Sean Doyle's birthplace is Wabush, Newfoundland, or Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. Uh, so I don't really know hmm. what that means. <laughs> Unless Labrador, Canada is something that I... Is that just like the region that Newfoundland's in? Or, or maybe it's... Oh, maybe it's Wabush, Newfoundland, Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. Maybe that's what Oh, it is. maybe. Because okay. at first I was like, how does he have two different birthplaces? But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seems hard. Anyway. Um... But uh, yeah, it uh, so I think there's definitely some like stuff in this this season that like, 
I think that that's what I honestly I think why I'm so why I got so frustrated at the stuff that didn't work is because I was like, you're getting closer and closer. It feels like every year. Yeah, you like, can kind of see these glimpses of it being like a really good show, or like it has the possibility to. And they just kind of like let these whatever it is in each season, like they let they let like these kind of bad habits, in my opinion, like get get through, and it just kind of I don't know. It's it's like it's like um, a little bit like a. You know, you're 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 making like a good a good soup, and then like you put one wrong ingredient, and it kind of like it messes with the whole entire like concoction. You know, um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, any like, is there anything else we want to talk about? Like with um, like any individual elements? Yeah, that I don't know that I have much else to say on? overall. There are, was talk about? there was a, a moment in I in one of the, like the last episode or two where basically like they're coming up with a way to like make it to the controller in time and like Stamets figures out something to do with like using the power from the spore drive but they're like but then that'll break the spore drive and we can't use it to get home and so we'll have to like just fly home normally and it'll take decades and I was just like for a brief moment I was just like Man, like, if they that, had, like, the guts to turn this show into Voyager, like, make the next season of the show Voyager, like, that could be cool. I thought that exact same thing. I'd be like, that'd be really... There's a couple... There's something else, too. I can't remember what it is now, but there's there's something else where, like, I was like, man, sliding doors, this show could become very different, and I'd be pretty into that. And, but yeah, that was the name where I was like, what if they just made it Voyager? That'd be yeah. funny. <laughs> but the, oh, that does also uh, remind me. I, I don't know why it, like, personally bothers me so much, but that, like the you know so like every maybe not every but like kind of all the star trek captains have kind of developed these little like catchphrases for like you know you have like picard saying engage um yeah. janeway says or do it, make it a so lot do. um yeah, yeah or make it so and so yeah, like picard's got picard's got a bunch because he's got he's got engage he's got make it so he's got whenever, whenever someone buzzes him at his radio room he is he just says calm calm yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got tea earl gray hot yeah. um but yeah but they like oh, tried just to... wait till you see what he drinks in in season two of picard though oh, my friend boy. um <laughs> but yeah but but so like michael like comes up with one of those and so her thing that she says is let's fly but she does it whenever they use the spore drive which is not like she's on like yeah, the one like, let's, the one let's ship in all of star trek that doesn't fly yeah, um, and I just think it's so funny. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's her thing. Um, actually, here's here's a question I have. There's a couple more things, and uh, and I I, I sh- I'm not going to apologize for talking negative about the show because we warned you at the beginning of the show. <laughs> uh, so a couple things I wanted to just touch on, like um, one of which is, what did you think of Zora, which is what the name of the computer ends up being? The computer, the computer that the ship yeah is, who, who be- which becomes sentient in this in this show and takes the names off. I I feel like I like generally was not a fan of it. That is like an extra layer. I did although the like the one part that I did the most get behind was the episode that was kind of the most centered on her is the episode again like maybe just the last few episodes are the freshest in my mind cuz I watched those recently and it had been a big gap since I had watched the ones before. But the the one where like they're trying to get her to like she knows where the 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 ten cr and she's not telling them because she's afraid that the crew will oh, get hurt. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a, like most of that episode is just a lot of like 
psychoanalyzing the computer and why she has anxiety in that. But I think the interesting thing they did is like between her and Stamets, who like is kind of the sort of put up as the one who like doesn't trust her and thinks that they should just delete her from the computer and stuff. But the, that the, I, I liked the way they resolved that of just that, like they basically make her a member of the crew and like enlist her in Starfleet. And so mm-hmm. then she has to like follow kind of follow the orders, same orders yeah. that everyone else does and becomes, yeah, I thought it was yeah. like a, kind of a neat way to resolve that. Like if she, cause what they're worried about is like, she has an identity, but she also controls the whole ship. So whenever she like decides what she thinks is best, she could do whatever she wants. But then if they are just like, Oh, well like you have an identity, just like everyone else on the crew has an identity. So we just make you part of the crew and your job is being the being ship. The ship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry yeah. Sorry, so saying. yeah, I thought it, I like, I think like the majority of that episode is just like, Oh, we're doing more like sitting and talking with Zora. But I thought the way they resolved it was, I, I liked it. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's, like, I think there's some interesting stuff going on there. Like, I, I think, like, that that same episode, like, I think the psychoanalysis, the, the psychoanalysis stuff wasn't really my bag. But I liked that that's when they were talking about, like, the implications of it. Like, I, I like when, when like, a, any science fiction gets into, like, what would actually happen if this happened? You know, like, and so they're, like... This is like the problem with having a ship that's alive is that is that it wouldn't it won't do what you want you know like yeah. and and it could do all this thing it's so it's that's really really it's you know for an individual to be a ship is very very powerful and so I liked that stuff and then but yeah it's like it's just one of those things where it's like it seems like you know Kim was watching me watch that episode where where everybody goes into the pattern buffer except for Michael and then like Zora sings Michael a song because they're both afraid. They're both scared. Yeah. And, and Kim was like, this is so stupid. And, and she's like, why, why would you, this what a dumb idea. And I was like, I actually don't think it is a dumb idea. Like Trek has delved in to this many times. Like, like data is a computer that yeah. has emotions. You know, it, yeah. The like doctor the doctor is, is technically just like a program within the ship's yeah. computer. Yeah. Yeah, Moriarty is a computer that is, is a program that has emotions, and so it's not like they can't deal with that. But then, it the way that they bring it up in this show, it just seems like it's again just another way for them to like keep hitting the same marks that they've been hitting with all the other regular characters. Of there, it's just like it's it's not it's not what if a computer had emotions it's what if a computer had anxiety like specifically you know, like anxiety yeah yeah it's like what if, what if a computer was feeling afraid feeling the exact same emotions that everybody else you know and and i think that like the closest they get to succeeding on that count is in that episode that we were talking about because i think that they kind of try to go a little bit with like it seems like they're kind of trying to go towards like some kind of like a trans uh metaphor i i guess i, I want to speak a little cautiously about this because i'm not an mm. expert on this kind of thing but like i do think that just that's... the computer kind of choosing what her identity is <laughs> well yeah and like talking about because she's talking about like kind of being like forcibly removed from her body it, like, like mm-hmm. the, the idea that she would that she that like that, that, that she, almost that the computer would have dysphoria if they if if she was moved into a different space other than that the that's ship. not her yeah yeah and i was like that's kind of interesting and I don't mind them going in that way. You know, I think I think that you know, that's that's fair game for people to like go after. But the thing that 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 wasn't really for me is just like when there's just a lot of stuff with her being like, I'm scared or like my mind is racing or like 
I need to play Trill Chess to, like, calm down. Or, yeah. you know, like, I have, like, I have, like... Like, like that, like, I didn't hate this, but, like, later on when, when, um, when, uh, Bookship has, has, uh, has, like, put a little thing to, like, block them from Sora's, uh, sensors. Yeah. And she's kind of like, something doesn't feel right. And I was like, I think you could actually hit this a little bit harder where it's like, oh, this is the benefit of having. she had saying that things don't feel right. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, but it's like it's like they weirdly underplayed in this one moment where I'm like, well, I think actually you could probably get away with being like, oh, this is actually like a good reason to have a ship that's alive is that a ship that's alive has intuition in a way that like a normal computer wouldn't have intuition. Mm. But they don't really they don't really go for that. They really this kind of are like, oh yeah, well, I'm just kind of feeling like upset again. And I'm like, well, that's I don't know. It just seemed like a missed opportunity, sort of more than anything else to me. Um, but uh, although I I think I like I like the voice actor who plays Sora though so like maybe they'll find other things to do with her next year. Yeah. Um, so that was one question I had, and the other one I I wanted to know like what you thought of like I think because I think this is another like another thing that like I think made the emotion stuff like doubly aggravating for me is that it felt sometimes like they were kind of like shorthanding some of the other stuff that's like good about Star Trek in terms of like. Like, like the way that they figure stuff out. Like, did you feel this way at all? Like, the, the, what do you I, mean? So, I think that, like, sometimes, like, the pleasure of the better episodes of Star Trek, and I, I think that, like, this is Discovery is far from the only Star Trek show that has, like, had problems with this. I think, I think, like, Voyager, which I'm watching right now, like, has, does this a lot where, like, they're kind of like, well, Clearly, the science shows that this, and they kind of are like the science of like, blobity blobity blobity, like that it's just there, so that like it's no... just like jargon and not something, like kind of like a mystery story where like you the reader should be able to kind of connect the dots and figure out how to resolve it themselves if they caught everything versus just yeah. like kind of suddenly presenting a lot of information at the end that like the reader never knew for the purpose of. Well, it, the thing the thing like bugs me is is in, in Discovery it seemed like there were a couple times I, one time in particular where like the show is trying to trick you into thinking that they're figuring something out or the, the or that you the viewer are figuring something out along with the crew but then it's like no that doesn't make any sense where where like I, I think particularly like they spend a bunch of time in the beginning of the show trying to figure out. What the anomaly is? What the what do they call the anomaly? It's the uh, the DBT DMA, I think. DMA DBT. What is DBT? That's I think that's a therapy term, but um, or like a CBT health is. billing term. Uh, it's yeah. a health billing term, but anyway, oh, okay. yeah, the, the DMA is. Uh, they spend a long time trying to figure out what this is, and then they figure it out basically very quickly in this one scene in like the fourth episode of the season or something, where it's where like <laughs> it's it's basically like. Uh, they're like, well, it's it's too big. Like, run the numbers. They're like, well, it's too big to be not created by a person, so it had to be created by a person. And, yeah, and, and, and then that's just kind of this it, big like revelation. And yeah, and but but they but move like, forward it comes with that with, knowledge for the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah, and it, it comes, but it comes from Michael like telling one of the crewmen to run the numbers, and then like he runs the numbers, but doesn't explain like <laughs> what numbers he's running. And it's like, okay, well, I guess like the numbers don't lie, except for that, like I, I don't know what the numbers are. You know, right. like it, 
it just it feels and I think that's a hard thing to do. Like I said, like I think I think Voyager in particular messes this up all the time where it's just like people say the word tachyon enough times and you're like, okay, I guess something with tachyons, they figured it out, you know. And or, or like, you know, I'm watching I'm watching Picard right now and like they, they mentioned they mentioned like you know, a very, very commonly used word on DS9, they mentioned chronotons, you know, which are just mm-hmm. like <laughs> Sure, like they're t- chronotons, t- time, time something, time stuff, like, <laughs> uh, and uh, so I think it's it's a hard, it's a hard needle to thread. But I think that when Star Trek shows can do that, it's so much more rewarding because you do feel like, oh, okay, like I get what is happening. Yeah, you know, like I I understand like yeah, it just feels more real, even if the like component parts of it are not necessarily real. Well, what episode were we talking about recently that does does a really good job with this? I think it was one of the one of the last few that we talked about, wasn't it? That we were saying like this is a, this is a really good job of explaining like why this is happening. Was it way. the was it the um, the next generation one where they're like doing the exercise with the other ships? Yes, yes, yes. That one where it's like they explain, even though it doesn't really make like a ton of sense because it's all future jargon. It's like they explain what is happening and how and, and kind of like how in the logic of the show it's happening and so then yeah, at the, the like, end the warp drive needs like this element as not really fuel but kind of fuel and then Wesley's like I was doing an experiment with this element and I have some and it's just yeah, like and, you, you can connect it more and logically it's all, it, yeah and it's all set up for like the, the payoff at the end of the show where it's like they've explained all of this stuff and then like then it all gets set up yeah like now the fact that they have like a short amount of warp is useful and the fact that Worf knows how to do this like illusion thing is useful. Yeah, and so it it all that stuff like it really pays off and you know, again, this is I don't think this is unique to like discovery, but like it, it's it's a less it's less the the science stuff is less fun when they don't take the time to do that stuff. Yeah. Um but um yeah, so I, that was just something I noticed a couple a couple times. Um, any other any other thoughts? I think we've we've been talking about this for a good a good while, but yeah. uh, you know we, we 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 give ourselves a little bit more time on the special. So I'm if you have anything else you want to discuss briefly, we can yeah uh, we can talk about no. It. I think I think overall that's that's kind of it. And I I guess what one thing I was thinking just as we were talking is that like it is I wonder if it's just part of like the fact that they do you know it's it's been four seasons they're shorter seasons this one was what 13 14 episodes something like that um so like it's easier to kind of be critical and because like they are telling more of a like it all feels like one story not just a bunch of different episodes that it's easier to be critical more critical of like the show as a whole whereas i would i think you can like no one would argue that every series of star trek has like kind of a range of good and bad episodes and like times they kind of hit the mark and times they really miss it and like don't live up to the potential that the show could have. And yeah. And so like it, sometimes it feels, I think like we're being overly critical of like discovery as a whole when just like there's episodes of the next generation and Voyager and deep space nine that are like, that kind of are equally disappointing, but for yeah, whatever I mean, go, reason go like back. The, you look at the show as a whole differently um, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, go go back, listener, and look at the last episode that appears in your feed right now. If you want to see like a terrible, terrible TNG <laughs> episode, you know, like it, it's uh, pro- worse than anything that happened in this season of Discovery. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I, I think... But that's it's a weird thing, though, isn't it? Because it's like, that's a choice that they're making. It's like, they don't need to make uh, a serialized Star Trek show. Like, Lower Decks is not serialized, and that's the best Star Trek show that they're making right now. Like, it... You yeah. Know, it's... It, the... So, like... You're right. It's like there's less of it to deal with than it's serialized, and that's part of the reason why I think we focus on some of this stuff. But also, it's like that's their choice. Like if they wanted sure. to make a, if they if they wanted to make an episodic Star Trek show, I would say go for it. Please do that. Like that's that sounds better to me than like what they usually are doing. You know, even though like I actually I will say I'm watching the first I watched the first couple episodes of Picard and it's pretty good. It's pretty good so far. All right. All right. Fingers crossed. But like. Um, uh, you know, it's not perfect, but like it's, it's definitely better than season one of Picard. I'll say that. But um, the, uh, uh, so it's like that. You know, and I, I think that there's. But I, I mean, you are right though. It's like I, I think I, I. I will say though too. It's like the. I think if we were doing if 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 we were doing this show when the other shows were coming out, I think we actually probably would have some 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 specials that we would do of some of, of seasons of all three of the of like the main 90 shows where we would be overall like like this was not a good season not a good season like I, I would say seasons one and two of TNG seasons like two three and probably four of Voyager yeah. seasons season one of of ds9 maybe season two oh you know you know ds9. Uh, I've talked about DS9 before, but like I, I, <laughs> yes, love, yes, I do have. love DS9. Yes, you have. Right. But like, uh, but like, yeah, I think we we'd find things. But that, yeah, but I think you are right though that it's like the thing about those shows is that they're so long that like the, the seasons are so long that that like, usually like you can sneak in a few where you could be like, oh yeah, that one was really good. And, and you know, I think we've talked about some stuff in this that we liked, but I think they all also because they're serialized, they all kind of have like similar problems that kind of like are also interwoven you know where it's like you have a bad episode you know you have you have like um skin of evil which is the last tng episode we talked about which is awful and i what i think what then isn't the next episode um or like an episode or two later is conspiracy which is great right and, and like but it, but like one of the reasons why it's allowed to be great is that Nobody has to talk about Troy or about 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 Yar or Armus or anything that happened in the in like bad the, episode. Yeah, yeah, the, like, yeah. So, if, if part of conspiracy was just like, and everyone is still sad about sad Yar that Yar died. Dead. Yeah, which and like may make more sense if you're going for just like realistic like things that right like in in real life. Yeah, if one of your friends just died, you wouldn't kind of suddenly be over it a week later, but. Right, but you know it works for the for like the what 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 uh, the how these shows are supposed to work, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, others, it's two episodes. It's I think it's two episodes after after Yard Eyes is, okay. is conspiracy. So, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you know, like I said, it, it, I think the plots are getting better. Um, I, I would still probably I think I would probably say this is still probably overall my second my second least favorite uh, season is though it? just just because like I did I did find like the character stuff like yeah I have such a hard time saying because there's like a lot of things I like about it and yeah I agree like it it may um, be the best story of a season but yeah yeah I I think that's true I think that's true but um you know 
there, there there's a, there's another season coming, so we'll, yeah, <laughs> they get another chance to to make it happen. And I I I didn't have to make it happen. I mean I don't know. They're they're not doing this for my approval. Either. That's the thing. It's like you know, I, I I'm not saying they need to prove anything to me. Uh, because like a lot of people do like this show and so like, and that's fine. Like, you know, I'm glad people like it. Like, you know, well, I, I wish I liked it more because I have decided that I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm the one choosing to do that. So it's not like, it's not like, you know, there's really anyone to blame for this other than myself, I guess. <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, I, I'll say I, maybe I shouldn't say they have another chance. I'll say I have another chance to like, see if I can respond at all to the next season of it. But. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Um, we usually come out every other Sunday. Uh, in this case, because this is an off week, we're going to come back next Sunday, um, with, uh, whatever, whatever episode it is we said we were going to do in the last episode. Um, so you can, uh, check us out then. Uh, you can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. You can email us at, at, uh, outofcontracts at gmail.com. Or uh, you can follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts, or you can follow us on Twitter at Contracts. Contracts is spelled C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S. Uh, you can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There's that's the How Science Works, which is a pop culture and science podcast. There's Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast, and there's Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. Check any of those out if you if those sound good to you, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks everybody. Bye.